0: Tight Butthole. <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds tight. Okay, yeah. the microphones are working. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Mind Grenade, episode two forty. I'm your host Hector. I'm Jason Matt. Mind Grenade is a pop culture based show that dives into TV, m- movies, music, <laughs> comics, and a whole lot more. You're never it's, gonna get better at it's that. It's also no, I'm not. It's also a poop culture based show. How Matt started it out with the tight butthole. That's a good. It's a good
2: smacky word to test the microphone. Yeah, uh, I don't they're think getting
0: so. It. Yeah, you got a good. Uh, Little spike right there with that one. Um, so uh, let's see. This is our 240th episode, and uh, let's see. I uh, got some networking. We got uh, oh, mindgrad is good to fucking go. Like I put the finishing touches Up and running. Yeah, I got the. I finally got the little blog um, uh, section in there, so I'll, I'll start blogging here before too long. Um, but boy, I'm pretty proud of that website now. Um, it's got everything I wanted. I wanted on it. It's got a podcast feed. It's got a blog feed. It's got uh, uh, an art gallery. Um, I read this off uh, on the last episode with Ian, but uh, I'll read it off again because I'm really proud of it, of my writing. And um, let's see if I can get to Um no. Yeah. yeah, no, we got it.
1: So the About Us. That Norton was blocking you. It's like, this website is not safe. Are you sure you want to continue? Yes. Uh,
2: you always let's... want to continue.
0: So it says, Mind Grenade Studios is a small island in the vast ocean of the internet. The Mind Grenade podcast is our pirate ship, launched back in May of 2014. Join Hector, Jason, Ian, and Matt for lively discussions on all things pop culture. It's like, goddamn, I wrote that, man. I'm fucking Shakespeare over here. Nice. So, um yeah, uh, this episode... Um, It's just the three of us. Uh, We um, don't ask what we did with Ian. We'll just uh, leave it a mystery.
2: We are enjoying it. (laughs)
0: Uh, But uh, later on, we're going to have the return of the Mind Grenade music game, where uh, Jason's going to pit me and Matt against each other in in the music game Mm -hmm. there. But uh, before that, we're just gonna kind of see what's going on.
1: Yeah, should we be quiet for a second so we make sure we can't hear Ian tied up in that closet back there <laughs> as she comes through on the recording?
0: <laughs> Do you guys have, have you have you guys ever listened to a podcast and and they had While a, being
1: tied up in a closet? Uh, well, yes, I have <laughs> twice. <yes. Yep. laughs> well,
0: and and had like there's been a celebrity death or whatnot. Um, and on the podcast, they, they have a moment. It. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Like they have a moment of silence for the person on the podcast. Oh, sure. But if we tell everyone what happened oh. to Ian, then the <laughs> no, police no, no, no. will find out. This has, has <laughs> a, yeah, this has nothing to do. We're with We're gonna you. have a moment
2: of extreme volume for Ian.
0: How about that? How about how about a, an actual death on a podcast? Oh, oh man, man like. Do you put that episode out, or like do, I wonder? Do you get a Guinness World Book of uh, Records thing for the first death on a podcast? I don't know. Do you just like uh, you're recording,
2: right? Then you hear like the guy go and like yeah. hit the table, and then it's quiet for a second, and then the theme song to um, <laughs> what's that that uh, Larry David show oh. called? Curb
0: Your Enthusiasm starts playing. Oh, man, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect, dude. That'd be the perfect podcast. We'll plan it. And there's a bunch yeah. of
1: weird people that would listen to it just because someone they could hear someone die on a podcast. Uh,
0: yeah, macabre. Because they they have videos of people like newscasters and shit, right? Um, you know, all in kinds the past, of crazy uh, stuff. Uh, killing themselves on screen. I, I don't think I can watch that. Uh, I can listen to it though on a podcast. No, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> if it was
2: Ian, if you if Ian was still a if uh, never mind <laughs>
1: should we have a moment of flatulence for ian i feel like that's
2: most appropriate a moment of flatulence i think How society I... needs to embrace the moment of extreme volume more than the moment of silence the Silence.
0: yeah i i just don't get it on a podcast like it's like i don't listen to podcasts for silence like yeah, you're like
2: oh we get to hear what the internal workings of their laptop sound like <laughs> for 30
0: seconds yeah. all right
2: wait wait ian
0: whoa i <laughs> gonna have to wipe brighter, after that yeah <laughs> So, a moment of of uh, of uh, the opposite of a moment of silence is a moment saying? of extreme volume. Volume, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I, you keep. yeah. Okay, I'm glad you're done. <laughs> you <laughs> thought was a, I was coming was out of yeah, yeah, like, I'm, oh.
1: I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jason,
2: <laughs> everywhere Jason goes, he brings a plethora of
1: fart MP3s. <laughs> <laughs> he's got yeah. a library. Hector's yeah, scared because I'm plugged in for this episode. He just, he's looking over me like, oh, God, he's going to his phone again. What is he going to play? It's, Make him stop.
2: Uh, So, you guys, so in a lot of like music software, there's like 4,000 like presets or whatever you can pick from, and some of them will let you kind of. I want a synth that's like really plucky, and you like pick the qualities of it, and then it'll list the ones that match what you picked. That's what Jason's fart library is. He's (laughs) He's like, I want something
1: that's brief,
2: a bit higher pitched, (laughs) yeah, nice tail, Uh, a little
0: bit of a push at the end. Uh, No,
1: I I treat farts like. wine enthusiast treat wine <laughs> basically you smell it it's that, mm-hmm. got a note of it's like excuse me did did you fart uh
2: y- yeah can can i let
1: me get in
0: there <laughs> it's got a note of it's got a nutty kind of oh God. okay
1: you had bacon for breakfast didn't you oh
0: man all right let's see how we can move away from this somehow <laughs> um did yeah i
1: want watch
2: the new pixar movie
0: Uh, Soul. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no. Tell me about it.
2: Oh, man, it's really good. It's, uh... It looked good. Man, Pixar is... Like, the movie, uh, Inside Out... Yeah. ...was, like, very... It was a kid's movie, but it was, like, the theme was, like, not a kid's theme. Like, Like you could see what they were trying to, like, teach children with it. Mental health. But it was, like, yeah, pretty heavy. Yeah. This movie is, like, more than that
1: oh wow like
2: the themes are very like existential like the meaning of existence type stuff wow
1: yeah that's what i heard yeah Yeah.
2: but i loved it i read some reviews that didn't like it but man pixar just they they're not formulaic they have like they have some system that just cranks out good movies they've gotten a little iffy as of late like Mm -hmm. um onward was very meh okay it, but it when was, they put out like a real home run, like you know, Now, it,
0: on, onward, I'm sorry, Jason. So you're saying it's meh, but does that mean by Pixar standards? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. still
1: a decent movie. It's it's just, yeah, exactly. That was, Go ahead, Jason. that was exactly what oh, I was just going right. to say. I just yeah. jumped on it. So, yeah. by Yes, it was a good movie, but by Pixar standards, it yeah. was more meh. But I it would was say, a good movie. Like, I teared up more during this movie than
0: any
2: of the others. Have you watched It Co- was like if the beginning of Up was like. Oh, well. A quarter oh.
0: of the movie Up <laughs> is such a great movie. Yeah, it's still, like still I have, haven't watched that one. I've heard it's good though. Oh, one man. of the best yeah.
1: animated films I've ever seen yeah, for wow. sure. Yeah. Um, Coco, have you seen Coco? Coco's
2: good. Yeah, Coco is incredibly yeah. Pixar movie. as well. I think Coco's maybe better, a little better than Soul, but it's for pre- a free movie, man, hell yeah, it's awesome. Coco
0: is Pixar as well, or is it yeah, that? yes. Yeah, That's, you
2: should you would like Coco, I think. Well, actually no, cuz you're Puerto Rican. I was, gonna say, I was going to say what is that? I was like, oh, I apologize. No. Why would <laughs> no, I like oh, it? Not? No, man. <laughs> uh, no, but it's uh I am saying you would like it because of the visual spectacle because yeah. it is uh Yeah.
1: Have you seen uh the background like where they where they talk about I don't know any like documentaries or anything about the making of Coco, you know, like how uh they show like the afterlife and there's that s- shot where you can see all those buildings and stuff that are built way up in the background. Mm-hmm. There's like a thing that talked about how many people and how many hours went into because they wanted to get that so detailed and perfect that they spent hours and hours and just tons of people just getting doing the background to that shot. The crazy thing about Pixar too is like um like Industrial Light and
2: Magic are some of the big special effects companies. They're not just like oh you hire this company and they'll do your special effects for your movie. They're right. like writing the research and publishing the papers and inventing the technology while making it, yeah. Like, Pixar is just... Mm -hmm. They make gorgeous movies. Yeah, because
0: when you look at, well, whatever, a Marvel movie, at the end credits, it's got, like, five different effects houses. And, yeah, Pixar, they... They started with that whatever the first movie was, Toy Story, Toy Story and yeah. then and then just kept building it like their in house kind of team kept just building on top of each other uh, with each movie. Off the top of my head, there's got to be what like fifteen to twenty oh, Pixar there's a movies because yeah. there's yeah. sequels with the Toy Stories and the Cars. Um, what are your guys' guess? Well, well, oh boy, I don't know.
1: I'd Ooh, say I'm say thirty. Probably. Yeah, no, I would 30? say thirty. Wow, yeah, 26. Eight. Yeah, I'd say close to thirty, somewhere around thirty. Twenty-eight.
0: So I'm gonna go. With, I'm to go lower. I'm gonna go with twenty-two. But that, um, that does seem low. That's what, That's where Marvel is at.
1: Uh, Blue Sky, which is the company that made uh, all the Ice Age movies. I think Disney Pixar obtained them somewhere here recently. I think no, during the Fox, when they bought Fox, because Blue Sky I think is a Fox property. So I'm curious because that Will Smith. Uh, voiced movie with the where he turns into a pigeon I think was Blue Sky do you know what I'm talking about what is it called did you he's a spy a thing? Did, you dream, yes. did you dream this uh, is it like well, that we didn't
0: movie when Chris Rock Rock turns into we... a
2: penguin what or Chris? maybe like when Chris Tucker turns into a rooster
1: <laughs> just having Chris
2: people I'm turn just into inventing shitty animated movies
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no um, no no it's uh, Spy in Disguise that's what it was Smith. Spy in Disguise never yeah. heard of that uh, I don't know if that I don't if that was made pre merger into Disney or post, but I'm curious if, anyway, what I'm getting at is not anything to do with Will Smith turning into a pigeon. It is, I'm wondering if yeah. their studio is going to get elevated by the presence of Pixar now, because now Pixar is heading their studio. Oh,
0: yes. Blue Sky Studios was that uh, studio, which I'd never heard of before, but they, yes, they were bought by, or, it's probably, it was part of 20th Century Fox, but now we all know that 20th Century Fox is part of Disney. So they'll probably, Pixar would just just swallow them up, a part of their yeah. own, and, and then we won't ever hear about Blue Sky ever again.
1: Matt's dumbfounded. I'm not sure if it's because I know stuff or... Uh, it...
0: Well, Spies in the <laughs> Skies uh, was uh, last year, or I'm sorry, t- uh, 2019, and it starred Will Smith and Tom Holland as an animated feature. Yes, Tom Holland, yeah. Um, DJ, Ka- DJ Khaled's in it, so oh, there you we go. have to watch it now. Uh, reception it has a 76 that's pretty decent
1: um i thought it was an
0: okay movie so uh pixar has 23 films oh
2: hector wins mm-hmm. um and solina
0: uh and then they've got coming up they've got one called luca never heard of that it's the first i heard of it they've got one called turning red and then the 26th film that they've got um it's going to be Lightyear, which we've heard of that oh one. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, what got us started on this? I don't it's know. Our... Oh, you're I was talking, talking about, about the Soul. new movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone
2: should go check it out. It's free if you have Disney. Did Plus. that make
0: up that? That make up uh, the whole. Um, you guys watch Wonder Woman 1984? Oh or God! Or <laughs> before, I haven't watched it, yet so I want to hear. I mean, don't worry about even spoiling it because I'll watch it eventually. Before but. Matt
1: gets all mad about Wonder Woman, did, have you heard about in United Kingdom? This reminded me of the animated characters thing. In the United Kingdom there was this court system that was testing this new computer system for them. Somebody had put in fake people to just to test and they forgot to pull them out. So like there was a day of like real court where like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck and like the Chippendale and all these day on the bench, yeah, like Buzz Lightyear, all got like scheduled into look like real courts. <laughs> they show up and their schedule is like Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse in some domestic dispute, and they're like, "Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think this is real." Awesome. I mean, I guess you could get Roadrunner for speeding, right? Buzz Lightyear shining laser into people's eyes and shit. They got to be like British crimes. <laughs> yeah. What is a British crime? I don't something about tea, something trumpets, <laughs> something yeah. super polite. Yeah.
2: Forgetting uh, to say excuse me when you when you saw the Queen on TV. Uh, the Queen.
1: I mean, Donald Duck... Pro- I mean, no, I could see domestic violence well, there. What he gets pretty it? angry. What
0: is this, Jason? What
1: are you talking about? Uh, it, was, it was some testing error that the, in the United Kingdom, some court, it, they were, had... They were testing a new computer system, oh. so they were putting in these just oh. these random characters to test it out, okay. and then somebody forgot to pull and the stuff they, out. Po- yeah. So then, like a real day of court, these yeah. animated characters got scheduled it, to it put st- a warrant out. <laughs> <Yeah>. for uh, <laughs> so.
0: Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh, it, please tell me, tell me, guys, tell me about uh, Wonder
1: Woman. Yes, Matt. Um, I'll let you start. This, is, this is what it.
0: I heard because I've listened to podcasts and whatnot. I heard she was she was hardly ever Wonder Woman in the movie, as in That's as true. in she doesn't dress up as yeah in the costume. I heard that the, uh, the whole Chris Pine thing was fucking pokey as fuck. Like, I, wh- it made no logical sense. It was,
2: but simultaneously, like, the scenes between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine are, like, the only good part of okay. the movie. Okay,
1: their chemistry.
2: They yeah, do have. They're, they're phenomenal They together. do have good chemistry I bet they hooked up
1: once. Okay.
0: <laughs> Let's not spread
2: that word. I, I like, that's what I like to think about. Okay. <laughs>
1: that's how good the chemistry <laughs> was, yeah. I agree with that, but I hated Chris Pine's face throughout this entire movie. Well, Jason, movie. He,
2: he had something done.
1: Yeah, plastic surgery esque is what you're suggesting. I don't know. I just I didn't like his character coming back. Like I was open to it because I'm 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 open to most things. Like if you're gonna bring back a character, but because I have to be as a Star Wars fan. But if you're gonna bring him back from the dead, but uh, not I didn't like his character because he was just an emotional placeholder. He does have good chemistry with her, but he didn't to me like he served no purpose for me and during this movie. And I didn't like his face. Well, I mean, yeah, that's more of a critique of how shitty the entire plot is. Yeah, like, it just, I did not like, and I have nothing against Chris. I'm saying, I'm just saying that as a joke, but I, I just didn't like, I didn't like having him in this movie. It just didn't do anything for me at all. And it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. It's his face's fault. No, it's uh, it was the the writer's fault. Like I did, he did not need to be in this movie. He was an emotional placeholder for for Wonder Woman. Because
0: yeah, because he's great. That's probably what it was. They're like their yeah. chemistry's too good, and he's such a great. He is a really good actor. But like, wait, what was that one movie with Ben Affleck? Where uh, oh shit. Oh, um, god damn it! It's Jeremy Piven is some kind of like casino. Um, magician guy in Vegas, and Chris Pine plays this fucking maniac, and it, he's unrecognizable in it. And this is about ten years ago. It's uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll find that. But my point was, is that do they just want to have him in the movie, so they just figured out some crazy fucking backwards way to he's, bring him
1: in? He's brought back for convenience of their the what they were trying to get at. They it was she was her he was her motivation. Yeah, basically. yeah, I mean. I feel like he belonged in the plot they wrote. Yes.
2: It's just the plot they wrote was hot garbage. Exactly. I will say, like, I I'm, I think I've brought this up before. I'm fully aware of, like, the mind... I'm sure this is true for everyone, but I'll speak for my own self. But the mindset you are when you go into a movie really determines oh, yeah. your impression of it, especially your first impression. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw Spider-Man 2 in the theaters after walking out of, I think, Return... Or one of the Lord of the Rings movies... and I just walked right into Spider-Man across the hall, Mm -hmm. and six hours of movies is a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) So I, to this day, don't really like the second Spider-Man, which is supposed to be, like, the best one of the Tobey Maguire It's supposed
0: to be one of the best comic book movies in general. Exactly.
2: So I can fully appreciate that that might be part of this, but Wonder Woman was the worst DC movie
0: for me. The first one is supposed to be one of the best ones, yeah. Like, I would... I,
2: I enjoyed Suicide Squad in the theater mm-hmm. more than I enjoyed watching Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like DC, I don't think, I think I was already at the point, I think I would have seen Wonder Woman in the theaters because the first one was good. Yeah. But all goodwill is gone. I will never yeah. pay for another DC movie ever.
1: There's laughable tacky moments during this movie. Well,
2: and the, So that's the part I wanted to talk about is, So something like Stranger Things kind of brought on this 80s nostalgia wave that we're going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stranger Things was very referential to the 80s, but the plot was very modern still. Mm -hmm. Um, But this movie, they didn't reference the 80s. They made an 80s movie. Yes. Yes. Like, the plot is fucking stupid which it fit it would fit perfectly in like a eight, 1985 movie huh. um, the way it's filmed a lot of places there are some really like referential scenes too but like it's filmed like it's from the 80s just everything is like they made an 80s movie in 2020 which is stupid
1: right yeah That you wanted to make a movie that felt 1980s not a 1980 movie that felt modern yeah they exactly. did it the opposite of what they were supposed huh. to do here uh and it w- and the result was just super tacky ass moments because they, we're so past that like we are, that stuff yeah. wasn't tacky then, mm-hmm.
2: but it sure as shit is now,
0: yeah, yeah it yeah, is yeah, yeah huh okay um the uh apparently the well the uh the them setting it in nineteen eighty four uh seems now that I've heard. Uh, like what, like your guys' sentiment and other people's sentiment about the '80s for uh, the the time, what do you call that? Uh,
2: period piece, or uh, period, yes, yeah. Period piece. Thank
0: you. The period piece part of it is uh, less to do with like plot and more to do with the movie within the DCU. At so, like it just had to take place. It Had then. to take place before the stuff that happened in Justice League. So they were like, well, let's just do it because then Bruce Wayne, why wouldn't he have known about? Uh, you know, but he probably would have, from what I've learned, from what I've heard, he probably would have known about the stuff that happened in this movie anyway. I, I don't know. I don't know how, like, how big, does she, like, appear on TV or something in the movie? I mean, or I guess a little bit.
1: Well, there's that scene in the mall, right, where oh, yeah, she, she breaks like, the cameras. Well, yeah.
2: and the end when she, like, yells to the whole universe. Yeah.
1: So. It's so dumb, Hector. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: going to say that every three minutes
1: just to keep us on course. All okay, right. let's lighten this up for a second, Matt. All right, let's take the plot and the screenwriting out of this for a second. Yeah. How did you feel about Kristen Wiig as Cheetah?
2: Oh, um, yeah, well, you, you got to take the
1: plot out. Otherwise, I'm going to yes, talk Yes, you. I mean, it's <laughs> not
2: not fair to her. No, she did fine. I like Kristen Wiig. I really like her a lot, so I think she did a good job. I think we can just run through the acting. I think that... um. What's uh Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal, I enjoyed him, but his yeah, his character, whatever. Uh, but the best description I heard was I was listening to some podcast and they described what he did as Nicholas Caging all
0: over this movie. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. chewing his dinner.
1: He, he, uh, he, Maxwell Lord was cartoonish in this movie, he was and, Nick Cage, and I wonder, yeah, and I wonder if that's was purposeful, like if that's kind of what he was asked to do, like, yeah. Um, more so than that was Pedro's take on the character. You know what I mean? Because mm, yeah. everything seemed to be driven by this agenda, this plot agenda that they had. Yeah, I think he. I mean, you you believed he was the character. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How silly the character was. Yeah, irrelevant I didn't to that expect Pe- Pedro Pascal to drop this character completely or like fail at this character. Yeah. But
2: I would say the like I said, the best acting on screen is between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. Like they're just really good together. And then I was talking to Jason earlier. Gal Gadot is fine as Wonder Woman, but to me, she's like, I describe her as the Pierce Brosnan James Bond, where she looks the most like Wonder Woman, but there's probably, um, who's the current James Bond? Daniel Craig. Yeah, there's probably a Daniel Craig out there who would act and play a better Wonder Woman than she would. Okay. She, she's just kind of there. She's, she does fine, but she doesn't steal the show or do great. Okay. Not,
0: not not Hugh Jackman doing Wolverine.
1: Yeah, you know? but I
2: mean, I don't think anyone else on the planet looks more like Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, you, you uh, you're saying that Gal Gadot looked enough like, like her, like she embodies yeah. Black I Wonder feel Woman that is, way. That too, was like yeah. Pierce
2: Brosnan, like yeah, he was like the suave British guy. Yeah, like
0: yeah.
1: Daniel Craig is not that. No, but he's a better James Bond. Yes, yeah. okay, I
0: can see what you're yeah. yeah.
1: How did you feel about? And this is because of the plot they made Cheetah super freaking needy. Like a needy, like emotionally needy character needing the acceptance of everyone and men Mm. and all this stuff. How did you feel about that take on the character? Okay, well,
2: no, that this is part of the problem with the movie though is like. Well, that's the plot.
1: The plot made her into that.
2: It can't figure out what it wants to be though. Yeah, like because so ostensibly, at least part of the idea behind Wonder Woman is like this idea of strong, powerful women. Yeah, yeah, feminism, and then. The entire plot of Cheetah is ripped straight out of an '80s movie. It's essentially uh-huh. the ugly nerdy girl gets hot and popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is so antithetical to
1: the theme yeah. of the movie. I didn't oh, like yeah. it at all. Like, who <laughs> thought that that fit in the movie? And oh. e- even and even when she became the Cheetah character, she still had some of that emotional like. Gar uh, like just like baggage with her, and she's supposed to be this badass like, and she's like a a, a, a a super intelligent scientist. It doesn't make sense for her character yeah. to be like the way she None was. The themes are like all over the place. Yeah. So, um,
2: yeah. Same yeah, with Wonder I mean, Woman. Like Wonder Woman is supposed to be this strong, powerful woman. Yeah. And then the whole plot of the movie is, I mean, she gets over it, I suppose, but yeah. like she's only happy with a man. Is like the underlying theme of the whole movie. And,
0: and a man that she hasn't seen in decades. Uh, yeah. I don't like, think, yeah,
1: yeah, and like I said, I don't think that was intentional, but you can definitely take that away. It, yeah, it just wasn't thought, thought through mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the whole end scene where he's trying to convince people to do stuff over a podium throughout the entire country on a mic... Well, yeah, yeah. The, and, like, uh, so the whole movie revolves around kind of the villain's power.
2: Yeah. You know? But the villain's power, it changes re- depending on what the plot requires. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I was so confused, because I think people who weren't confused weren't trying to figure out what exactly the power was. Yeah. But anyone who took two seconds to be like, wait, I thought you said two, two scenes ago that this was what it yeah. is. And now you're on
0: screen doing the opposite. There's a, there's, it's it's bringing other movies to mind, but I can't think of, I can't pinpoint one, but where they, like, have some kind of, like, uh, here's, here's an example, Um, uh, her ability to fly, like. Oh, God. Apparently, um, from the comics, this is me growing up, I just kind of resigned to the fact that she can fly, I'm just, like, moving past that. Yeah. But then, like from what I've heard of this movie and from what I've heard from people who have been reading the comics over the years, she doesn't necessarily... She she didn't used to always fly, and it was like in the 80s or so at some point, they, they were like, okay, no, she does fly. Right. But then it kind of goes back and forth, and in this movie, I think it was that was part of the thing too, right? That yeah. she can yeah. fly, she can fly. How much of a
2: spoiler do you want, Hector? Should I... Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell
0: you what I know from listening to other people. Well, talk. I
2: want to bring something up, but it's gonna spoil a stupid plot. Point well, for
0: you. I, I know I, I I've heard of whatever kind of like. When you're talking about power, like yeah. with uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord. Well, I'm talking about Wonder somewhere. Woman's
2: powers now. Okay, no,
0: you go ahead, please, tell me.
2: Oh, okay, so she, the invisible jet is apparently like a right. Wonder Woman thing, right. and there's a scene where she turns the jet invisible. Okay. But And same with the flying thing. Yeah. The introduction of her powers is so ham-fisted. Usually it's like something happens early in the movie where the character, like, accidentally does something and is like, oh, that's weird and then they slowly work their way and suddenly they, they work out their power and they have this new power yeah. or whatever. This movie's like, boom, new power yeah. and then it's like, and then the, the invisible plane part is particularly stupid because they're in a plane that they need to be invisible and then nowhere Anywhere has it has Wonder Woman been like, Oh, one time I turned something invisible, mm. or like on screen, she accidentally turned something invisible. Yeah. So she's like, Oh, don't worry, one time I turned a coffee cup invisible. Oh,
1: yeah. Bam, turns the whole fucking jet invisible. That's exactly what happened. Just a very casual, like, Hey, this one time I, they yeah, they me. could have shown yeah.
2: that on screen. Like, that's filmmaking 101. Yeah, yeah, like have her holding a cup of coffee get pissed or something, it accidentally turns invisible, then have her turn the jet invisible. Yeah. Not have her turn the jet invisible and then be like, oh, one time I turned coffee yeah. it's invisible. It's like a
0: matter of fact. Yeah. yeah.
2: Y- you can't casually give someone the power to make things invisible.
1: <laughs> but it, they well, did. But and it's
2: like, I don't know, Wonder Woman's a campy character kind of in yeah. general.
1: Mm-hmm. The is slightly that way. But the
2: first movie was not. No. So I don't know why they had to bring in all these campy-ass powers like the invisible jet. Yeah,
1: yeah. I liked I
0: liked her in the first movie, Grounded. Um, there's that scene where she like she jumps across like she's on Themis Cryo, Themis cryo Cryo, however you say it. Uh, and she so yeah, it makes sense that you can jump long distances. With with what they've shown you what what they've shown you so far in the movie. Like it's like she slowly devo like gets better with her powers right. and figures stuff out. But to, to to like accidentally find out that you can turn shit invisible and then never like really kind of right, like. Right,
2: and jumping far is like, she's been training her whole life to be like a warrior or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she just jumps farther and farther and farther. It's not like. Yeah. Oh, also my head turns into a helicopter when I think really
1: hard. <laughs> yeah, right, right,
0: yeah. <clears throat> Yours uh, too? They, they, that, that, that's from what I'm getting. Uh, it's, uh, other movies are this way, especially superhero or fantasy movies where like. Star Wars can be that way, especially that last one, that uh, Rise of Skywalker, where now they can heal people with the force. Yeah, yeah. Um, what but a- there's
2: also, there's a difference between like a a nebulous ability that keeps expanding yeah. and what this movie does, which yeah, yeah. is like okay. a movie that, a ability that is defined at several points and then whenever the plot requires it to yeah. do something different, yeah, 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 yeah. it just changes. Right, right, yeah.
1: You know, 1980s, I think they had those hats. You're talking about turning your head in a helicopter. They I didn't know. Have those that's, hats. that's what, the little propeller <laughs> that's on what I was thinking thing. about, yeah. it, man.
0: Well, uh, a moment ago, you were wondering uh, about spoiling something. I, I, I know. Well, see, that's the thing. I know about Maxwell Lord's little hokey pokey thing uh, or whatever the hell is, is it a stone or something that he has he has something that gives people powers right yeah, yeah. or gives people abilities and stuff like that but like from what I've heard it is what you guys are telling me is that like they the, uh, the rules for it just fucking change from minute to minute right
2: and it's not like yeah it's not like a situation of like we don't know what the power is right and it, it's okay for it to kind of creep into little corners of the plot to make it work. Yeah. It's, it is defined. And then they just say, fuck that. Yeah. We want to do something different.
1: It, never in a movie have I seen... Uh, this is kind of a... But... Seen a relic that has a power and then somebody become it. Like, that hmm. is so weird. Like, <laughs> I've just never seen that... Uh, just I don't know. Now, anyway. this is... This is reminding me a little bit of
0: uh, Suicide Squad because I haven't watched that one either. And apparently, the witch character... Like, the the villain in Suicide Squad yeah. also have, becomes kind of a nebulous kind of, like, and becomes a villain almost for no reason at the yeah. end type of thing. It's, they, they, it, it, it's, you're already, my problem, um, Marvel has the same thing sometimes where it's like, oh, this person is only so powerful just for the occasion, or... Or, you know, or you see Thanos hidden Captain America. Or like, power and then, scaling, where it's yeah. like,
2: this scene requires Captain America to not be able to punch a hole through someone's chest. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Marvel does have that, but, like, DC is more egregious with it, where, like, we're already suspending disbelief because it is a fantasy thing. But when they when they don't take... The the rules that they set up themselves seriously enough, then you don't know what to take seriously. Then you don't, you know, you're, you're, like I said, you're already suspending disbelief. So you're kind of just kind of going with it. But when they set up rules themselves where they like, this is how this goes, and then they just throw that out the window, then you're like, well, the, there's yeah. no state. The stakes aren't you right. Know. So, huh. I okay. think the
2: last, like, uh, final shitty leg of this table is the, um, Especially, or the effects are not okay. good either. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, like, I there I, are some things that are fine, uh-huh. but the biggest gripe I've seen is that Wonder Woman, like, floats everywhere. Like, there's no weight to her motion huh.
0: whatsoever.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's noticeable. I can see that, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Weird. Okay, because I, I, one of the money shots off, uh, from the trailer was when she's, like, using the lasso to, to swing across lightning bolts and shit. Like, that looks fucking cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are
2: it's. It has moments, but there's also like moments like where she rescues some kids and yes. they're clearly dummies. And like yes, the man, moment she
1: rescues the kids, I oh, feel like God, it's bad. I feel like maybe
2: <laughs> this movie just like went off the rails early, and they had that momentum where they're like, we can't stop now. <laughs> like we really fucked it up already, and then they ran out of time and couldn't do all the special effects. I don't know, man.
0: Huh? Wow.
1: I I I don't have an explanation. No. So
0: this this is this is. This is the worst one they've made. Like, in I'm, my I'm, opinion, yeah, I'm sure it's a very sui- hot take. Because there's Suicide Squad. You know, yeah. what, you know, what was a good one that I I don't think about as I I enjoyed a lot when I saw it in the theater, but I don't think about it as much anymore. Is uh, Harley Quinn? That was a fun. I
2: really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Really? That was a fun yeah. movie,
0: and it was the tone for that character,
2: and and to make it like a, it was almost like um, what's the. F- the British fast talking. Uh, he did King Arthur and. Oh all yeah, uh, Guy Ritchie. It has a very Guy Ritchie flair to it, which is fresh.
0: Um, the uh, the movie I was talking about earlier with the, uh, the fantastic performance by Chris Pine is uh, Smoke and Aces. You guys oh, remember Smoke Oh, I and love Aces? that movie.
2: I forgot Chris Pine is in that. Well, movie. he
0: play He's he's. You can't tell it's him, dude. It's fucking crazy, and the way he acts is like you because he usually plays the normal type. Well, he wasn't
2: really, like, a household name when this
1: movie you're came right, out. Either. You're right, What year yeah. did that Smoke and Aces movie come out? 2006. Okay, I thought it was a while ago. So it was I movie, want to
0: watch that movie again. It was right on the cusp of him becoming a household name. Yeah, I remember was, that movie. I think, because uh, when did uh, Star Trek? Star Trek came out um, in 2009, so yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what? Oh, what other ones did he? It's The Unstoppable, Rise of the Guardians. I guess uh, he was in the Jack Ryan movie. What, what's the... Uh, the uh, um, who plays Jack Ryan in the uh, Amazon show? It's uh, John Krasinski. But Chris Pine played Jack Ryan in the last Jack Ryan movie, Shadow Recruit. That was kind of a bomb. But yeah, I like Chris Pine. But you just what was, you, so he had something done with his face like any? uh
2: not makeup like he permanently had something done with his face like surgically like yeah, yeah. i so, mean i joke about know. he looks like a 1980s supermodel who didn't want to get ugly or so not, i sorry let me rephrase that a 1980s supermodel who didn't want to get
0: old okay so this is not. This has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. This no, like, like yeah. I think this
2: is just Chris Pine's new face. Okay, okay.
0: Uh, he's a young guy. How the how old is he? Why would he do? Uh, that? he's got to be like fifty, right? <laughs> no, he's got to be like my age or something. Let's see. No, he he's forty. Yeah. And so maybe maybe age. it was... I mean,
2: I saw it. Maybe it's. I mean, maybe it's not. But he <laughs> sure looks like he's part plastic
1: now. Something was off about. I've seen him in. Several movies, something seemed off about it. Do you him. guys
0: know his dad was in the TV show Chips? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah his know. dad was uh, the, the, not the Hispanic guy. He mm-hmm. was the, uh, the other guy on, on the TV was show Chips. Was it about chips.
1: Ruffalo Chips? <laughs> cereal.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's awful. Here we go. You know it's cereal. All right, so Wonder Woman gets a meh, apparently. Yeah. Give it a 10 out of 100.
1: Have you guys seen the movie Stan and Ollie that mm-hmm. came out a couple years ago? No. With um, John C. Riley and Steve, is it Coogum?
0: Yeah, Steve Coogan. I I know of it, but I haven't watched it.
1: Based on the lives of the comedians Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in 1953, and they're they're basically on this nostalgia tour so that they can prove that they're still marketable enough. So because they want to make this Robin Hood movie, this is like towards the end of their careers. Um, this is what it's based off of. But the, there's two reasons I watched this movie, and I, I, I this is a good movie. I I enjoyed this movie, and two reasons I watched it was John C. Riley. And the director is John S. Baird. So, the reason John S. Baird means something is John S. Baird is going to be the one that directs this upcoming uh, Tetris movie. I think it's like based on the creation of the game, and Taryn Egerton's going to be in it. So, I was like, ah, I'm going to watch. Thank God
2: you kept talking. What? I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> They're making a movie about Tetris. Uh, they sure are. No, it's about the creator of Tetris. Yes. that's a really interesting story. I would have believed.
0: One, I would have believed either or. Yeah. Yes,
2: <laughs> you yeah, know
0: the
1: whole movie
2: is just the blocks well, moving I around. Know, there's a there's a um, battleship yeah, movie. Yeah, like, a like, yeah, you're
0: right. Emoji movie. It's right. like you're nowadays right.
2: they're like we got nothing. We got nothing <laughs> on the studio's schedule, and they're like open the closet, and there's like a dirty <laughs> towel and like Monopoly, and
1: they're mm-hmm. like and open towel. scene is like bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> Bloop, bloop, and blocks
2: are falling you're like what the the camera good. like zooms in on this like heavily cgi'd muscular guy with a top hat and a monocle and he's like this is monopoly <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh the tetris movie would have to take place in russia though but anyway yeah this this Well, is, it does this,
1: this is a pretty good movie uh, overall but yeah so this what what's it called the um uh, Stan and Ollie okay yeah uh, based on the lives of those guys they look a lot like i've seen
0: a video of mm-hmm. uh, them and this, you know, this about is the worth a watch. made
2: Tetris. The I com- don't know a lot the about the communist it. government was basically like, yeah, you, like no one can be famous. So this is ours now. <laughs> uh,
0: Stan and Ollie, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I John C. O'Reilly. Mhm. You know, biographical. is it a lot of laughs in it for I mean, it's based on yeah. comedians
1: yeah, there's there's comical moments, emotional moments. Like uh, it's obviously based on true stuff, so it's, it's yeah, it's good, it's good, and it's a timepiece, 1953. When mm-hmm. did this? Is this a newer movie? This is from 18, uh, 2018, not in 1918. Huh. Then it'd be like no sound and black and white. Yeah, my I remember my grandpa used to. Sh-
2: he really wanted me to. I mean, everyone really wants someone to like what they like but like
1: he wanted you to really like, like
2: Laurel and Hardy and it well, wasn't it was yeah. entertaining but it
0: just was well the Laurel and Hardy one uh, movie or thing that I remember from my childhood that obviously reruns and stuff was uh, 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 Babes in Toyland anybody where like the March of the Wooden Soldiers um, it, yeah. uh, it, it was the two of them and like it, their movies would always be like they just happen to be in the story and it's from their point of view and uh, yeah that's boy that's it, it was already old when I was a kid yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I would I call Stan and Ollie more enjoyable than just flat out funny because I don't think that's what the movie was trying to accomplish it was basically telling a story more so than it was trying to get you To laugh at Mm. the Stan and Ollie style of comedy, Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, What's John C. Riley is just so interesting to me Mm -hmm. because
2: there's there's like your typical like uh, let's say Steve Carell who's like a funny guy who then goes and does like a serious movie and does an okay job at acting or whatever, and then there's John C. Riley who does fucking Steve Brule, which is the most like stupid, off the wall, ridiculous comedy. Yeah, yeah. And then turns around and does a serious role like the gap in his his. Comedy to serious acting is enormous.
0: But legitimately dramatic. Like, he can do dramatic really yeah. well. And then also do some of the funniest right. shit And ever. if
2: you've never watched Dr. Stephen Bruhl from Tim and Eric, like, you don't understand how
0: low this man can <laughs> go. Yeah, I yeah the I Tim have. and Eric stuff is hard for me to wrap my head around, um, comedy-wise.
1: Do you guys know who Riz... Res- Amadeus, the, yeah, the yeah. guy that played the—he was the villain in Venom, right? And then he was the the, the pilot, the and, pilot uh, in Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he has a new movie that's on Amazon called the sound uh, called of Sound metal. of Metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I just heard about this. I yeah. watched this movie and it's—I would say it's great, but it's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's about a heavy metal drummer that loses his hearing, and, uh, and there's a little bit of music. There's music background to this. This uh, story, but the story's not really about music. It's about him and the struggle with his loss of hearing and uh, trying to assimilate and, and adapt to it. And is this is a
2: true story. I feel like this is a true story. I'm not sure if it's
1: a. true story It sounds story like or not. it though. It sounds like it. But my I'm
2: not mind sure. immediately, when you said lose, went to loses
1: an arm and becomes Deaf Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Wow, that but happened so long. Ago. Intertwining themes of like addiction, deafness, and, and music. Uh, it's it 's well done. I like this movie puts you in that the, the the actual character is Reuben is his name uh, that Rezamed plays, mm. and it puts you in his kind of shoes because sometimes during the movie you 're hearing things from his perspective instead of always hearing what people are saying, so then at times you you can only hear what he can hear, which is sometimes you can 't understand what they 're saying so mm. um, you kind of it kind of tries to give you the feel of what the character is going through so mm. It's a movie I'd recommend if uh people are interested in the actor or Yeah. I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I watched uh Underwater, which is a movie I had never even heard about, but I think um the let's maybe it was the Let's Talk About Stuff guys brought uh-huh. it up or something. But it's on uh something. I don't know. <laughs> You'll find it yourself, you idiots. <laughs> it's uh Kristen Stewart who I was thinking the other day about her, how her and Robert Pattinson get such a bad rap because they did such shitty movies when they were At young. At first, yeah. Yeah, especially Pattinson. He's a phenomenal actor. He is great. But anyway, it's a, it's a really interesting idea, which is it takes like the space horror of like Alien or um, Event Horizon or something like that right. and puts it underwater, because the two are functionally the same, right? In space, you're right. inside of a vessel, yeah. and it's just endless black surrounding you. Right. And that's what this movie is, except it's on the... the unknown. It's in the bottom yeah. of the Marianas Trench, which is yeah. like the deepest point on Earth. Okay. And it's not like the best movie ever, but it's definitely an enjoyable watch.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. It's uh, Kristen Stewart, Vis- Vincent Castle... Oh, and
2: that drunk idiot who everyone hates. T.J. Miller? Yes. Yeah,
0: T.J. Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vincent Castle. Is that the other
1: guy from... uh Who, who awkwardly 13? got removed yeah. from Silicon Valley?
2: Yeah, he's... I did a little reading about him, because I was like, what happened to him on Silicon Valley? He is not a kind human being.
0: Yeah. Uh, they And they wrote him off kind of in a weird way. I mean, they had to do what they had
2: to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we'll be seeing him in anything for a
1: they, while. They wanted to make sure that the way his character left wasn't endearing. <laughs> So I believe can, it, yeah.
0: Um, you know what is endearing is vampires that ha- are forced to live together. Um, I Did you watch it? just watched the first episode yes. of uh, What We Do in the Shadows on uh, Hoogaloo. Just the first episode, and it's, I'm already, it's a hot take. It's probably better than the movie. Oh, it's way better than the yeah, movie. Okay, the
2: characters yeah. are just, each one has their own thing, and they're just yeah. so perfect.
0: Uh, Matt Barry, I knew him. He plays, uh. Laszlo, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him, I think, from the IT crowd. Yeah, the IT crowd. Um, just British shows. But he's. That dude's never not on. Like, the oh, him? always yeah. fun.
2: And his wife is hilarious, too. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: The Mighty Boosh, she was on. Have yeah. You, yeah. I only Boosh. know him from the IT crowd. Have, have IT you watched crowd. any
1: of the new season of The Expanse that's currently. Uh, it's on my list. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. And, uh,. American Gods is back because it's by the time this episode airs, it'll be back January 10th um, as well on Stars. But I obviously haven't seen either, any, any of either one of them yet. Mm-hmm. But I have planned on by the time we record again, I want to have seen at least a few episodes of yeah, what we do in Shadows. Yeah, we can talk briefly about it.
2: The Expanse got uh, air quotes canceled. Yeah. Meaning they approved it for one more season, but it's merely to kind of wrap up the plot um, oh, I at a point where the books go much farther. Mm-hmm. And I can I can already tell where they're gonna end it, mm. and they're gonna miss like some a lot more. Oh,
0: they kind of did that with Preacher, where they like just yeah, uh, what do they call that? The, uh, an, an abridged version of the ending, I guess. They just like tapered it back at the ending and kind of like squeezed as much as they could in there. Huh. I, I'm
2: gonna uh, make my prediction. Of, so the the books ostensibly is about like what would happen to human civilization if we discovered like an unfathomable technology? Right. And then the books go really far into the technology. Mm-hmm. But in the in the middle end of the books, there's a large human conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to resolve the human conflict and end the show and not
0: delve oh, fully wow. into okay. the technology okay. thing. Okay. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh. All this AI... Um, Technology stuff, TV shows based on technology. There's, there's one, there's one on, is it? I think it's Amazon. I just heard about it. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of it, but it's called Devs, and uh, let's see, Uh, it's on. No, it's on Hulu, and it's by the guy that did um, Ex Machina and Annihilation. It's his show, and it's called Devs. Uh, I'm gonna start watching it. I haven't started yet, but it's got Nick Offerman speaking about like comedic actors. Yeah, doing, right. But he's doing. This is straight drama. This is not like in any way funny. But let me. Uh, Allison Pill's in it. Uh, those are the only people I, I recognize in the cast. But
2: so it's like a Silicon Valley type deal.
0: Uh, but like very serious. But like so it's it's uh, yes. Did it, it, you guys
2: ever watch Halt and Catch Fire?
0: It looks like that, but even more out there. Like, okay. Uh, which that show looks very interesting. I've always wanted to dive into *Halt and Catch Fire*.
2: It's uh, if I remember correctly, it's just it's like um, what is it? Documentary esque. So
0: yeah. About
2: like the early days of software okay. development.
0: Yeah, this seems more like ex machina, where it's. Oh, like,
2: like sci-fi.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it has to do with like I'll read it for you here. It's uh. The main character, Lily, is a software engineer for Amaya, a quantum computing company run by Forrest, which is Nick Offerman's character. His name is Forrest. Um, So they're working at a quantum computing company. So that sounds kind of more hardcore. It says, Lily soon becomes embroiled in the mysterious death of her boyfriend who died on the first day of of his new job at Devs. Um, The series explores themes related to free will, determinism, as well as silicon valley it re, it received generally positive reviews with critics praising its imagination acting and soundtrack and it has
2: this is a movie or a show it's a
0: show it has an uh, 81% on rotten tomatoes Let's see what the um, i know tv shows are you kind of you just said
2: all the right words hector <laughs> it's like a programming like yeah this. yeah sci-fi Here, technology so what is life
0: it's got an 81 on rotten tomatoes and a 77 in audio score so that's pretty pretty uh, level there says the critics consensus is a hauntingly beautiful meditation on humanity devs slow unfurling may test some viewers patience but fans of alex garland's singular talents will find much to chew on so ex machina that type of kind of direction and and writing um but yeah i'm gonna throw that on my list of stuff to to check out and it's on hulu so i've got hulu
1: i'm into it you had me at ex machina
2: Speaking yeah. of short interlude, uh, whenever I hear the word technology, there's this clip you can find on YouTube. It's from this old British prank show. And this guy's like, why are people so afraid of technology? And then he gets this big sign that says technology, and he sneaks up on people on the street and goes, technology! And they go, ah! <laughs> and it's just a stupid British gag. But every time I hear technology, the clip
1: plays over in my head again. I love British gags is that a sex thing <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah no i didn't say i love it when british is that, people gag. It's like me. A,
2: one of those rubber balls that yes. you put in your mouth but it all has right. like the union, union jack painted <laughs> yeah,
1: on it nice mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. all right do they ever do they make some of those balls flavored can you get like a i bake, bet they do like a bacon or, or is
2: it like uh the dog bowl where like it's hollow and you could put peanut butter in there oh my so God. like you can oh, yeah. chew on it and get some <laughs> peanut butter
1: or like a cat one with cat, catnip and put jason nip inside the ball <laughs> <laughs> that, what Not is that? Jason Nips. Please leave my nipples <laughs> on. I don't want them. I don't
2: think off. there's enough of them to satisfy filling a
1: device. Hey, have you, uh, speaking of nipples, uh, Eddie Van Halen, no, that has nothing to do with each other. Uh, his passing, have you heard his son's song that he put out about his dad? Mm-mm. It's like, uh, he didn't do it really in the style of his dad. It was like, it's more like a 90s post grunge sound to it. Um, what is it called? Distance. It's called Distance. But uh, I enjoy it, knowing that the, the, all the meaning it has behind mm. it. And I think the video even has, like, home video of him and his dad. Like So it's, it's a real deep song. But, man, yeah. So I suge- if, if you, I would suggest listening to it for anybody that's interested mm. in either him or... But he plays, uh, Wolfgang plays all the instruments on mm. the song. Wow. So he recorded on... With the,
0: that name, yeah. he better, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's under, like, uh, Mammoth WVH, I think for Wolfgang Van Halen, I think, is how, what the artist title he put it under. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's kind of something he's going to, a project he's mm. going to start continuing on, but that's where you'll find the song under. So it's like a song about mourning and celebration at the same time is the best I can describe the the lyrics and the way it's done. So the victim of 2020, man. So yeah, if you've lost anybody close to you, I suggest you probably be able to connect to this song. So.
0: Eddie Van Halen, huh? Wow, yeah, uh, it's crazy. That that's that band now. That band's never gonna. I mean, there's no putting together that band after the main guy who, who created it. But, um, yeah, he was. Mostly, I don't know.
2: Axl Rose got really fat, and Guns N' Roses is still a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the uh, what the uh, there's. I guess they've had Guns N' Roses without Slash, right? Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm I'm thinking of bands that won't like.
2: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. They've had Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But I mean, it's not also not Guns N' Roses, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what—that's my point. It's yeah, like yeah. taking out. They called it Guns N' Roses es- essential pieces of a band, and it's like
1: Guns N' Roses with only Slash was what Velvet Revolver. No, Velvet Revolver was
2: something wholly different. Wholly different. Yeah. because Wylen it right? also had the heroine king of the universe. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> and you
2: could have uh, just said their name. Who is the drummer from? There was another. I think there was three bands that in
0: that band. Oh, well, okay. There's a uh, uh, Audio Slave was a super group of the same kind of ilk, Mm-hmm. and that was a uh, Rage Against the Machine minus um, the singer, the singer, and you add and the hers, guy Cornell. from Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we. Well, yeah, I just heard a, a Bran- another dead guy. Yeah, Brandi Carlile, I think, uh, did a cover. I, I don't know her music that well, but she did. A, I, I found a cover. Her covering Black Hole Sun, it was fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, to to have somebody because he was a great singer. He was he, he
2: was like the best rock vocalist. F- He's my the favorite 90s, singer of yeah. all
0: time, actually. But like, to have somebody, a woman with that range of a voice, to do one of his songs, it it worked out great. But then you said you sent me a picture of a Peter Frampton.
1: I guess yeah. Didn't? I have a Peter Frampton cover of it. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, Peter of what of uh, Black, uh, Black Hole Sun. Sun?
2: That's awesome. That's like Johnny yeah. Cash doing Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I yeah I downloaded it. I enjoyed it a lot when I hear I was like what he did a and I was like I I already knew it was uh, I can never remember the name of it but the mouth guitar thing he does I was like that's going to yeah, be yeah I sure. always forget the name of that yeah what is but it anyway the mouth whammy no about <laughs> the talk box talk yeah, box. yeah that's what yeah. it is okay well, we're gonna go with that's mouth. so simple I think mouth whammy is good though yeah I think we're gonna go with mouth whammy <laughs> all right but a the
2: a... talk box is the most like hillbilly musical invention ever it's basically a speaker that you plug your guitar into and then you put a tube over the speaker and you put the tube in your mouth. Like, I can just it's, picture a bunch of like rockers like high on cocaine like hammered like what if we taped a tube to it?
1: It's like a sound bong. Yeah
2: <laughs> okay. sound bong that's amazing. Oh
0: man uh, what's the name of this episode gonna be mouth whammy or sound, sound bong? Sound bong.
2: Hey guys welcome to sound bong where we fuck <laughs> your
1: ears. <laughs> Speaking of sound, are you guys ready for the? Uh, Let's do some music. We've ran long.
0: Uh, I don't know if we're gonna have time for the um, the music game here. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, band names, bad band names. Uh, Soundbong sounds like a bad band band name. Soundbong. Um, the one I the other day I came across was, and I know this band. It's a known band. Skillet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, why? <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's, Aren't
2: they it, Christian rock, too? Yeah, or am I thinking it's somebody yeah, else? That makes, it,
0: that makes it worse. I think they do have
1: affiliation yeah. of some sort, yeah. Skillet. Skillet.
0: Well, and then the other thing I've noticed with new newer musicians, bands, is like all capital letters and then alternate spellings of stuff like and then like what was the one i had here
2: or V's a's, a's.
0: yeah 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 uh ups up sale i think is uh and it's u-p-s-a-h-l up sale and then simile s-y-m-l and it's all just like it, it, it looks like when you're trying to like have vanity plates and yeah exactly to push your <laughs> name again and then they all the letters have to be capitalized and i'm like like, but then the thing is is when everybody's doing it then you're like what? Like, you're so placing yourself in a time that like oh those, those bands from the early 2020s or whatever it's like I don't know putting Lil in front of your name as a rapper when like 15 other rappers currently have Lil in front of their name did like, you well, imagine
2: walking into the courthouse deadpan uh, yes I'd like to legally <laughs> add Lil before my name please <laughs>
0: yeah legally was well, a somebody uh, a buddy at work? His reasoning was, and he backed away from it almost immediately. He was like, "Oh, it's so people can find your name quicker in a in a in a Google search." I was like, "That couldn't have been the reason why people picked their like Lil for their rap name, so that they, they're easily searchable." Like, it can't be why. But some
2: of them would some of them be better without the Lil. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, I'm Pump.
0: Yeah, Lil. That's <laughs> the one I was thinking about right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, when 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 a trend kind of I don't know. You're a musician. You want to stick out from the pack, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you don't want the same. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 uh, pretty unfortunate. Uh, but, so and then I ended up looking up horrible band names on. But then they then they have a list of the worst ever. I'm like, no, no, no. I want the ones mo- that the- I've
2: actually heard of.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, exactly. Because it's like. Uh, you know, ass vomit or something. You know, it's like okay, you guys went too far. I, I want to know band names currently, maybe on the radio, but they just like the the Aren't names good. suck. Yeah. And then I also found a list of like,
1: well, going that route, you got the Butthole Surfers, but I would argue that that's actually a pretty decent band.
0: Name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if all if their contemporaries all decided to have butt names then I'd be like okay we fucking get it um,
1: <laughs> oh man get a whole entire butt genre of music in a festival butt rock they always yeah, yeah. need
2: to rename um, all the butt rock <laughs> names
1: um,
0: uh, one of the lists that popped up when I was googling this was uh, like bands um, Their their the names they had before Oh, those are good. Um, and uh, Oh,
2: man, I heard a really interesting story about the Grateful Dead, but now I can't remember. Oh, yeah, the Grateful Dead's original name was the Warlocks. Yeah. And they changed it because they were in a record store, and someone found a record from a band called the Warlocks that was in Texas, and so they changed their name. But unbeknownst to them, the entire time that that was happening, uh, there was a band in New York called the Warlocks that turned out to be the Sex Pistols, oh, not the Sex Pistols, uh, Velvet Underground.
1: Okay. So there was two of them?
2: Well, so, like, two of, like, the most famous bands of that era originally had the same name <laughs> and never knew that they did. Huh.
1: Uh, let's see here. Isn't it ironic?
0: Don't you think? Um, Boy, I, I had Creed's. Creed's is already kind of a lame name for a band. But but...
2: Creed's a great name for
1: what
0: they were. Yeah, it fit them. But they had, like, a fucking horrible... I can't find it now, but... um...
1: How do you change them into a butt name? You change Creed to bead and then you go from there?
0: Mm. Worst band
1: names. (laughs) Nickelbutt. Except for you could go with nickel the, butt. You could do a butt back, but that like means something completely different. You might see at a Walmart nickel butt. <laughs> it's got a good flow to it. Um Limp biscuit.
0: Oh no, they stayed with that one.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Oh no, we don't want we don't
0: want uh, Brent Hippard uh, coming after yeah. us. Oh, that's true. No. We <laughs> no.
1: love limp biscuit. No butt biscuit. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think of what else before we wrap it up here. Um, I think that's all I had. Um uh, Podcast. Why? So have you guys listened to anything recently? Anything good? I listened, to, um, I listened to Deprogrammed. They had a Tame Impala episode. I listened to most of that. I am going through and, li- and go- like they have four albums. And I'm going, I'm, I'm, it's going to be my Tame Impala year. Even though they were my top list, like what I listened to the most last year. But uh, I only like focused on one album. Uh, they've got four albums. I made a complete discography on my music app going through and um yeah i'm digging them it's very it's very psychedelic um gets less so the further like the, the latter albums get less psychedelic but those more first, like
2: listenable yeah you know. the, the
0: the first couple of the first two albums are very psychedelic and very beatles john lennon-esque and then um so uh the latest deprogram program is on tame impala and i got to listen to that a little bit but then i listened to uh, Adam Buxton, um, his podcast, and he had Paul McCartney on recently, and that was fucking excellent. Like, Paul McCartney, for, you know, being who he is, like, he's such a pleasure just in an interview. It was, it was a really good. That's Adam Buxton's uh, podcast. But, um, yeah, uh, you guys have anything else before we wrap it up here? Or?
2: Jason's, like, having a moment with himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it happens quite often, actually. I don't, but I, I'm just not going to share in the podcast though. It's just for me. It's just for me only. Oh, is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that makes the best podcasting is keeping things to yourself. I don't know if you do that, man. Mm.
2: I'll shout out this this band. Real oh, quick. I was just getting ready to
1: ask you. Where's your music?
2: Yeah. Uh, there's this band called Dirty Loops. Okay. Uh, they started out kind of as a YouTube thing. Uh, the best way to describe this band is like a war, like a sour warhead. Like when you first put it in your mouth, you're like, "Oh, god, this is just too much." They're, it's a lot. But anyway, they're like uh, the. If you look them up on YouTube, they used to do these like hardcore, like jazz fusion versions of pop songs, yeah, like Lady Gaga and Justin Bieber and stuff. Yeah, yeah Adele, and it's a yeah. three-piece band, and they are like three of the most talented musicians on the planet. Okay. But their new album has this song called uh, Rock You. Okay. Which is like channeling Michael Jackson so hard. Okay. And I dig it.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, I'll throw that on at the end here. They've got two albums. They've have, they have Loopified and Phoenix is the newest album. They're from Sweden? Yes, Stock, they're Stockholm. very Swedish. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, that was our episode. Um, we did have... A segment, um, but uh, instead we just recommended a shitload of
1: stuff, <laughs> which is awesome. We have problems with shutting up. At least I do. No, yeah. you guys brought up Wonder Woman. Unless You opened yeah. the faucet. Yeah, that was my fault. Unless <laughs> yeah. I'm having self-moments. And then I'm always just...
2: I don't want to delve any further into what a self-moment is. Let's end the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, on that note, this has been episode... 240 of the migraine podcast i've been your host hector for jason and matt saying so long we'll talk to you soon